0: Welcome to zeno Chat, a zeno themed podcast dedicated to Xenogear, Xenosaga, and Xenoblade. I am Tyler, the host, uh, along with my co-host, Justin.
1: How's it going, everybody?
0: And today we have two special guests. Uh, the first is uh, Christy.
2: Hi! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the, uh, the second... <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm sorry. And the uh our second <laughs> guest our second guest is David. Hey guys. And um we are here to uh today to discuss a very important character to the Zeno Saga series and somewhat of a um divisive character among kind of the Zeno fandom and that is Shion Uzuki. Um Who's that again? Shion oh, Uzuki. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: forgot who she is like oh don't even don't you mean uh isn't she like that luca ripoff or something like oh, that Oh, don't
0: d- d- don't even here. justin <laughs> don't even
1: get uh, out
2: I'm, i will throw down you do not want to fuck with me sorry <laughs>
0: uh, this is exactly
1: what i want to do tonight no, uh, i want to see how angry everybody oh please can. don't please don't this
0: is this is, this is a peaceful peaceful <laughs> podcast um I walk I, out if that's
2: what this becomes
0: <laughs> oh yeah no, I, I, I would walk out, too, so it would just be you, Justin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just in that, like, what, two hours was, of me talking? So, hey, everybody! this is the Justin show. Let's talk about Xenoblade. So there is someone here that
3: doesn't like her. That's it, right? No, I love. Like oh, her. Oh, okay.
2: Somewhat. He's, he's just... doesn't like her, or
0: we're, he's, never, he's just, we're not. <laughs> he, he, he's just trolling. Okay. Exactly. Um, But uh, <laughs> I guess before we get into this... um. I guess how the the show has been structured so far uh first we'll talk about some zeno news if there are, is any news out there and um after that i'd like uh, you christy and david to kind of go into your if you w- want to to go into your history of the zeno series and then after that we'll get into the topic um All sound right, good
2: sounds good yeah
0: okay really sounds good to me all right, so in terms of news, um, there's not really too much. I mean, Torna did just come out, and I, I think when we recorded the last episode, uh, it was before Torna had come out. Um, so there's that. Torna turned out pretty good. Um,
3: I, be- I believe in an interview it was stated that that was the last content that was planned for Xenoblade 2.
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm, I know I, I love all the content they made for Xenoblade 2, I'm... I'm ca- I'm, I'm kind of happy that this is it. I am I just want them to kind of move on because it's. I don't want it to be like. Yeah, Final kinda, F- oh, sorry. ready
3: for Monolith's new project, really. Whatever they're going to yeah. work on next.
0: Right. I, yeah, I know there
2: was an interview definitely. that I saw today uh, talking about. Was it today? I don't know. Time blends together. Um, uh, Takahashi mentioned that. Um, he might want to go into a third, different direction with whatever happens next with uh, the Zeno series, and uh, I don't know how to, oh, that was yesterday, whatever. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about that, per se, because I'm like, well, I hope that means like back to, all right. I won't, I won't get, I won't, alright, I'm about (laughs) to get opinionated there, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll just put that piece of information forward and not comment on it.
1: (laughs) It's it's fine. Say what you gotta say.
2: Okay, all right.
1: This is the this is the time right, to be okay. opinionated. Get uh, your like, hot takes out I'm there. I'm like,
2: I mean, on one hand, like they were like, "Are you gonna go back to doing like sci-fi, like uh, you know, like uh, Xenocross?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, let's go further back for more sci-fi." Uh, but um, I was yeah, like, and he was like, "No, maybe I'll do a third a uh, third option." And I was like, "Okay, all right." I don't know what that means per se, but we'll see. Let's just hope i don't know i just don't want it to be xenoblade i'm not (laughs) i don't unless it's like unless it's like i always call like xenoblade x xenocross because i like think of it so it's so different and so removed from the other xenoblades i don't want xenoblade i don't want xenoblade 2 i don't want any of this mass marketed shit i want to go back to the good saga stuff but if i have to have something you know i don't know I don't know, I don't know, I'm just, uh, I'm rambling at this point, but I thought it was a little interesting oh. that he, uh, said that.
0: Oh no, yeah, it was interesting, because I'm, like you, I I don't, cause, like, either he can go back to Cross, or just kind of go with what Xenoblade has become, but a third option, I'm like... That's cool, but what does that mean exactly?
2: Yeah, it's just a really, really vague thing to say. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to believe, but I'm not sure I do. <laughs>
0: but yeah, i all
2: the news I can think of. <laughs>
0: but but yeah, along with yeah that article that what he had that quote in, it was basically about how Xenoblade Two sales have been really well. Especially outside of Japan, like Takahashi was surprised by the North American and European uh, sales. So that that was that was a really good news because I think Xenoblade Two is like the like highest selling Xenoblade game.
1: That's the best selling Xenoblade. Tragically. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but still.
3: Don't worry, I'm, I'm my still my myself. Salt's as a, real.
2: a wild card. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if. If Saga had these sales, it definitely would have uh, still been here with us. But, but we'll I'm either, I'm happy for Mom. Yeah, I I think
2: yeah.
0: I'm happy for Soraya Saga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and love I, her. Uh, I love her, and I love her blade for Xenoblade Two. Is it looks so JoJo, but that's kind of her style. But
2: which is that's so valid. <laughs> she just went out there and did it, and I mm. respect her for that.
1: Yes, yes. That lit so weird, too, like, in the game, because he's a baker, <laughs> you find out later on. Oh, he, his, He's like a mermaid baker. It's so weird. His side yeah, quest is... Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny.
0: <laughs> okay. But I think yeah. that's it as far as news goes, unless anybody else can think of any recent... I still don't have my Fei Fong Wong figure. That's that's my news. I, I want... <laughs> Really, I still don't have. Yeah, I ordered. Sorry. I No, it's okay. I,
1: I that makes no sense. I ordered
0: from the Square Enix website, and now if you look on their website, it now says October 2018 instead of September. And I'm, I, I went there for the the cheaper shipping price. And I, I guess I shouldn't have been, shouldn't have done that. Mm. But oh well.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, oh well. Wow, that's crazy. That's, it's, 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 I ordered
1: from Ami Ami, and I
0: have it. I'll get my precious boy one of these days.
2: <laughs> I'm lucky that, like, I'm, like, mm, neutral enough on Faye and Ellie that I didn't really want the figures. I'm, like, if they made, like, a Billy, I might throw down for that.
0: <sighs> that would be nice. I love, I love me Billy, really,
2: but, uh, I was, like, uh, eh. You know. <laughs> but I, I like them well enough, but not enough to spend money on figures in my current financial situation. I gotta I gotta save for uh to uh, dolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's also valid, so thank you. Yeah, there's that new
1: one coming out real soon. Hmm.
0: Does
1: that new 2B doll coming out? Oh yeah, out that, real that's soon. what I'm
2: talking about, the the Dolphy. Yeah. She's uh pre orders oh. are going up on the twentieth. So I'm gonna be there like hovering on my Hovering over my laptop. <laughs> She's cheaper than my Cosmos, though, so... <laughs> oh,
0: I'm so yeah. jealous of your Dolphy Cosmos, I swear. <laughs> sorry, I I'm never, sorry.
2: I love It's fine, I, I love her a lot. I don't mean to, like, flaunt her. I just love her No, so no, much, Fla-
0: like, flaunt her. Everybody look flaunt at her.
2: her. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on her, but it was really worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someday like, I'll get the courage to buy her.
2: <laughs> do it, do no. it. It's worth it. <laughs>
0: I totally will. Um, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's continue on. So now, if you, if you guys wouldn't mind, um, maybe start with uh, uh, Christy. Like, what is your history with the Zeno series?
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, way back when I was born.
0: <laughs>
2: no, uh, not that far back. Uh, yeah. um, no, uh, let's see. I... I played, uh, I played Xenosaga. Xenosaga was my first. Um, it sounds like this is mm-hmm. like, uh, like my losing my virginity. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, yeah. very, I'm a crude person. Um, <laughs> um no, You're I, uh, I played it when I was, I must have been around 16 when I started, it. maybe 17. Mm-hmm. I can't remember right now. Um, I'm 22 now for reference, but, um, so I didn't play it as it came out, which I'm honestly thankful for because I think of a, I think a lot of people around my age who like know of it are like, oh yeah, I played it like when I was coming out, when I was like in middle school and it scared me shitless and I never wanted to touch it again. And I'm like, hmm, okay, glad I waited. Uh, Cause I knew about it when I was younger and like wanted to play it and Cosmos was like my gay awakening, but like, <laughs> who was like. A baby and, like, a coward, so, but I'm glad I waited, and, uh, it was definitely fell, like, head over heels really hard, and, uh, like, probably for, like, the next year or so, God, um, it was, like, right at the end of high school for me, so, uh, I would say, like, 17, when I was, like, 16, 17, when I was playing it for the first time, and it made such a huge impact, mm-hmm. especially when I was, like, you know, it's, like, a, it's big to, you know, finish high school, I think, I mean, it sounds it sounds uh so trivial to me now but like i think back mm. it's like you no know, finishing high school is like a really kind of scary time i think for most people yeah. and it was and it was something that was yeah. really grounding for me during that time and continued onward into college and and today um you know i fell head over heels for it um it just ha- brought me so much joy and hope and i just loved everything about it and the characters story you know i loved all the convoluted shit too you know all the like i loved uh the world guide stuff and looking up all the like uh imaginary number domain things even that was really engaging Mm -hmm. to me it was just such an amazing Mm -hmm. world with these amazing characters that i love so much and um i'll probably talk more about this later shiana in particular meant a lot to me um Mm -hmm. and i had a lot of bad stuff happened to me in high school and out of high school like things continued to be very bad for me but that was like mm. always like my grounding point um and after i played uh, saga uh my sister and i played gears together uh i have a love-hate relationship with gears but uh <laughs> i genuinely love it as much as i genuinely hate it <laughs> uh, but it still was still still treasured i still treasure it a lot um And yeah, I'm not really a blade person. I played the original Xenoblade. I thought it was okay at best. I thought it was decent. Um, I like Uh Zen, uh, but I was very happy with uh, Xenocross. That was, uh, I kind of think, a return to form. Not like totally, but right direction um mm-hmm. i guess the best thing i could probably sum this all up as is i have a zenosaga tattoo on my uh left arm it's uh the future is overflowing with hope and we have infinite paths to choose from from the end of uh, episode three
0: xian um, xian quote
2: yeah Good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I <have> the own <laughs> handwriting too uh i got that when i was uh 18 i think Nine, 18 or 19 uh it was my first tattoo. It was something that I had wanted for, it must have been 19. I had wanted it for like a good year, year and a half, and like finally getting to do that was huge. Um, <laughs> I have the Cosmos Dolphy, so, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> you know, the amount of money I'm willing to shell out <laughs> is embarrassing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, true to my heart, I guess, at the end of the day. It's something that's been very, very formative for me and hmm. means a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. Yeah, and um, actually, I'm uh, getting a, my first Zenosaga tattoo next weekend, so I'm kind of excited oh my God! for that, too.
1: Also it's actually That's happening awesome. now.
0: Yeah. Yes, oh my God. yes. So whenever this, probably by the time this episode's posted, I'll probably have it, but I'm oh be- both nervous and kind of ex- excited at the same time. Yeah. What are you getting? Yeah. Um, I'm getting the uh, the Zohar on uh, my, like, right oh, arm. Oh, nice. That's so, awesome. Nice. Yeah, and uh, oh my God. I'm hoping that no, maybe. That's so great. Yeah, I kind of want to maybe get some text below it, like ye shall be as gods," but I don't know how that'll turn out. But I'm I'm excited.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really, really one. I think uh, the best thing is that like, uh, af- right after I got my tattoo, and honestly, every time I look at it, still, it's mm. uh, the feeling I feel is like I feel like at one <laughs> with the Zeno. I don't know. You're like, one feels, with like, the Zeno. Like, i've entered the collective unconsciousness uh you know it's like it's a really uh it's a really fulfilling feeling it feels like i don't know it just feels like something just like fell into place like a a puzzle Mm. piece of your soul was (laughs) has like slipped back into place and uh that's sort of i don't know there's this just really like weird sense of like fulfillment and like unity and almost like peace i felt huh. and still feel with mine um i don't know if that's just me because i'm like a really wildly emotional person <laughs> like uh. that but um yeah no it's a it's a good feeling and i i think you're gonna be really happy and is this your first tattoo in general yes or... yeah okay. yes it my first doesn't... tattoo it's different for everyone but arm tattoos generally don't hurt too much either so <laughs> okay
0: yeah i've been hearing that a lot so i'm I've been kind of calming down a bit since, yeah. I mean, have you
2: seen how have you seen my giant persona one on my thigh? If I could go through like six sessions of that, you you can do it. You can do one, one one arm little arm thing. Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah, it's not that bad. It'll be worth it.
0: (laughs) Good, good. All right, Um, uh, David, would you like to go into your history with Zeno? Oh yeah, guy. Sorry, I've been so
3: quiet. I'm just kind of worried about my my phone kind of, like, doing that, like, weird, like, it's, like, a delay thing, I think. Oh. Maybe slightly. But, uh, this should be okay. Uh, I think it's fine. So I guess I had kind of a similar experience. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) high school, uh, relatively, like, I didn't play it when it first came out, Xenosaga. But, uh, I, there was just something about it that got to me when i played it i don't know the end or something or the characters i don't know what it was but mm-hmm. uh there was no way that you know i would i didn't even know about gears when i played it i was just playing mm. games for the ps2 because i i had a ps2 and i was you know into collecting games for it and i had uh xenosaga 2 I think, uh. Was, uh, ironically, my first exposure ever to Xeno, uh, oh. so, Hey, yeah, whatever, whatever, works. Uh, yeah? but like, uh, I remember, I remember booting it up for the first time and hearing, uh, the image theme for Xeno Saga oh on my the God. main menu, uh. uh. and I was just like, I was just like, Oh man, I need to get into this. I don't We're know what this is. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went and I went and tracked down the first game. And I like, tracked down the third game, and I ended up playing through the whole series. And man, I was just completely blown away by it. Um, and there's no way that you know I played Gears because Gears came out when I was like four. So. Um, oh my god! Oh
0: my gosh! Uh,
3: I'm 24 Whoa. today, but there's um, uh, like there's just like this gap, I guess, in it, but. I played Xenosaga, and I was completely blown away, and then I went into Blade. I didn't know anything about Blade going into it. I just knew that the people that made Xenosaga made it, and, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, sorry, totally disappointed by it.
2: Right! Like, oh, no, my god, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm this, I feel um, you, because uh, Takahashi doesn't make things, like, for himself anymore. He just, likes makes, like really generic mass marketed things and i'm like (laughs) no
3: well because when i played saga like i dived like i went off the deep end for this freaking series i don't know what it was i i like started like reading books i like started going online and like on the on forums and stuff like that like this was like I don't know. It was but yeah. It was a. It was an. Ex, it was an experience for me. It was an immersive. Was. Yeah, it was an immersive just,
0: experience.
3: Like I went and I started like getting into like some of the influences of the game. Like I've read Childhood's End and uh, oh, I've Childhood's read some of the Haynes Cycle books and I've read some of like just like science fiction stuff. I just got mm. really involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like and that's the thing about Saga. And Gears, at least for me as a person, is that, like, the stories of those games, like, the more you spend time with them, like, the better it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, like, you can just draw so much from the games, and I don't know, I just, it was just an experience for me, I guess, playing through Saga. And then I played Gears, uh, I played it not even that long ago, I played it, like, (laughs) a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. probably three years ago and then i played it again recently with my friend because he watched me play through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and you know i've been playing torna now but um yeah that was basically my introduction to the xeno series it's kind of similar i was Mm -hmm. just in school and i was just kind of but it is kind of funny i like to point out that xeno saga 2 was my entry point um (laughs) I just want to thank Yuki Kajira's music for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Really. Oh, um,
2: that's funny that you say that, because actually the reason I got into Xenosaga in the first place was uh, I really like Yuki Kajira's music, and uh, my sister was like, oh, yeah, she did the music for the second and third game of the series. Do you want to check it out? And I was like, sure. So it was all because of her that I it was <laughs> like really came back, because I, I heard of it when I was younger, but I de- never had played it, and I, like, forgotten about <laughs> it entirely. But then, like hearing about that Yuki Kojira did the music for the second and third game, I came back to it because of that, so... (laughs) God bless her! (laughs) God bless.
0: Thank you, Yuki.
3: (laughs) Still one of the greatest soundtracks. But, like, yeah, just like you, it was just such a, like, formative experience for me. I just, you know, Mm -hmm. I just started, you know... I just got really involved with it, (laughs) I guess. It's, like, it's really... It's really fun to you know research and talk about mm-hmm. and like I was I was actually really surprised you know after I played it and after I went looking for online that most people didn't really like the series because right? I like it so yeah. much.
0: It um, hurts. It hurts. So it, it does. It does <laughs> hurt whenever you try to bond with someone over video games and then you say Zenosaga and they're like, "Oh, that series."
2: Um, it was. This, it's like um that has been I cosplay from it right and um. Mm-hmm. So many people will be like have been like oh your Xenosaga cosplay i guess that's okay but like Xenogears or Xenoblade or whatever is so much better and i was like all oh, right okay <laughs> keep moving you do not want to throw that's down so with stupid. me on this <laughs>
0: It's like oh that that thanks i i think maybe oh.
2: yeah it's it's like or a like, backhanded compliment don't... at that point you're like mm.
0: or, or or what's even worse
1: is um especially today with like Xenoblade is that because of Smash Bros oh, okay. and memes? Like, all right. So, I had a friend. He made me a monado. Oh, huh. and uh, it was a, it was like a foam foam sword, like you, what you would use in you know LARPing. He made me one, and he gave it to me at a huh. convention. Since that was like the next time I would see him, so I was walking around a convention. I was actually uh, dressed up as Gintoki from Gintama. <laughs> if anybody watches that, but uh, I I thought it would be kind of funny if like Gintoki was holding the monado. So I had the Monado and I'm walking around the convention and man, the amount of people that came up to me were just like, I'm really Ah. feeling it. (laughs) It showed (laughs) right? Or like people even came up to you, they're like, Oh, did you play Xenoblade? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> You're an idiot. Like, on. It's really funny to me too, because like the Xenoblade people who would like who were like really into Xenoblade used to be like, oh, I hate the like Xenogears Xenosaga fans. They're so gatekeeping, and then they like just turned around and did it like way worse to like it, yeah. Xenoblade fans.
0: The... It's weird because it's like how with like Xenogears and Xenosaga fans were kind of like at first were kind of rough with each other and now it's gone on to the Xenoblade fans and uh, being rough each- yeah. with each other it's is, is like it's a uh, eternal recurrence eternal I'm, recurrence I, yeah,
2: I, <laughs> I like
0: the I like most of the series Not I mean like
1: homes. they all have their they all have their flaws in my book um, oh yeah I, I know I've give, I praise Blade a lot but I can recognize there's a lot of problems with Blades there's a lot of problems with Gears there's a lot of problems yeah. with Saga but I can kind of appreciate them all for what they did mm-hmm. do right and I'm not going to be like, oh, you don't like Xenoblade? Ugh. Oh, you like Saga 2? Get out of here. Like, it's like, <laughs> like,
2: for me, like, even for the ones I don't like, I just kind of just stay in my lane. It's like, I'm not going to go around and be like, oh, fuck you for, like, Xenoblade. It's a but I'm like, right, I'm going to exactly. tell you my opinion on it if somebody asks. And I'm probably going to put my opinion mm-hmm. out there, but I'm not, like, personally faulting anybody for mm-hmm. liking it. I mean, especially right. because it's... It is a mass mark it's a mass marketable game. It's not like Gears and Saga, it's which is very like niche sort of stuff. Um it's it's a it's a appeal to mass audiences sort of series. So it's like I get that there's more people who like it. It hurts a little for me, but I'm not gonna go out there and say that you're like a piece of shit for liking it and not liking the old ones, you know. <laughs> it's just like just stay in your lane, guys. Get a private account on Twitter, those are great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just think it's strange that, you know, that these games that were made by you know the same creators and stuff like they all hate each other all the fans it's, hate it's each other It's crazy. yeah it's, it's oh, scary it, it's, i don't even yeah. get it
2: but you know i mean I, I i wish i was surprised but like i always say you know all fandoms are like this yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and honestly this isn't even the worst honestly, of it there's so much worse. there's far worse oh, out God, there yeah
2: and, the, and it's because this isn't even the worst because it's smaller and it's just the bigger fandom gets the more it's gonna You know, the more people are gonna butt heads. That's why every time there's a new, you know, Xeno game You know, then you just have more people entering the fandom more people to butt heads, you know Yeah, it's just how it goes and sadly and then
1: when they change things up then people get pushed away like that was the big reason why a lot of people hate Zelda oh, okay. cross Personally I I loved it. Meanwhile, I loved it. Yeah, I same some because really I'm good like stuff. this is
2: technically more of a return to like proper Xeno like feeling and, and atmosphere. It felt more Xeno than Xenoblade. So but then like right. the people were like, This is different Xenoblade than Xenoblade too. Chronicles and I'm like Actually Xenoblade's different from other Xenos, but you know, alright. You know. I really yeah.
1: wish
3: it just Right, and that's kind of what they did with a different name. Go on, sorry. I wish yeah. I had a different name altogether. Oh
2: I, I always say um same. um... Uh, Xenoblade was uh, actually originally going to be called, like, Monado. I mm-hmm. Yeah, Monado, beginning uh, so of the I, world. And I always say that yeah. I wish it was. I wish it was, because it's so different, and I wonder that had it not been connected via a name to Xeno, that if maybe there would be, like, less, you know... I'm trying to find a way to not drop F-bombs and say this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's very difficult well, for that's me.
1: Kinda, well, that's kind of how I ch- always treated them. I treated them as their own thing, because, like, yeah, obviously, Saga and Gears are connected. Uh, they're but not I though. Treat they're them like, as their they're own only like spiritually. They are like spiritually, yeah. right? But I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah. obviously that there's that connection Sorry, there, I get, right? Like, I get jumpy but I still treat So many them.
2: people out here are always like, "No, no that's, Gears fine. And, and that's fine. Saga and take place. And place believe in me, place.
1: I'm actually agreeing with yeah, you.
2: I'm just, and I'm like, just saying that,
1: yeah, I, I kind of treat them as their own thing. They're very much their own series, despite the, you know, the the ways that people like to connect them. And yeah, there's some homages here and there, but
0: it's really um, its own thing.
2: Yeah. Totally. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> now that we have that out of the way, let, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, let's discuss the topic at hand, and that is My with Shion oh Uzuki. My girl. <laughs> My girl! Here
3: comes the can of worms.
0: All right, yeah. Oh. So, um, I guess we, I don't know exactly how we'll go about this. We could go by each episode of Zenosaga and how she is, or kind of go over some of, like, common complaints with Shion. But I guess, uh, first of all, I should mm-hmm. say that Shion Uzuki um, is a, well, is a basically a, a, a head of the uh, Cosmos Project. She was uh, with the first R&D division of Vector Industries, she worked on Cosmos with uh, her deceased boyfriend. Deceased! <laughs> <laughs> quotation mark. <Kevin>. Almost <laughs> winking at mark. the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she... Hints that it's a a oh, that. Uh, he is
2: very air quotes deceased <laughs> in episode one, which I was yeah. amazed when I like, went back and replayed. I was like, holy shit. I'll, <laughs>
0: I'll, to, yeah. I'll definitely have to put a spoiler warning on this episode. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry! Yeah.
4: Spoiler. <laughs> We're not going to get around That's it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, um, she's definitely a, a different protagonist over some of the other Xeno uh, games because we had, uh, well, she's, well, I wouldn't say she's technically the only female protagonist because depending on how you treat Cross, um, yeah. I would definitely say Elma's the main character of Cross. Yeah, um, and
2: even and then even if you're saying your cross is the main character, which I would say it's not. I mean, you you might be playing your cross as a girl, so, correct? correct. You know? And but even if it's your, but I would say Elma is more the main character than your 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 player. Mm-hmm.
0: So. yeah, but yeah, um, what's uh, everyone's? Well, I guess we know a lot <laughs> some of the opinions on Xion, uh, but <laughs> we
2: have some opinions.
0: Uh, um. Well, like, uh, Justin, what's your opinion on Xi'an?
1: Alright, so, my opinion on Xi'an, I've gone through several phases Mm. with her. (laughs) On one hand, I absolutely adore her. (laughs) Then there's been days where I'm like, she's a freaking scumbag. And then there's other days where I look at that and I say, you know what, that's actually genius. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I go back and forth between absolutely loving her and absolutely hating her. And, uh, and it's just like, I'm so conflicted on this character, but not necessarily mm-hmm. in a bad way, because I kind of think it's because this character can have that kind of effect on me, that's also kind of genius. So I guess in this sense, in that sense, yeah, she's cool. She's
0: a very human character. And I really love that about her. She's not She's not yes. perfect, but yeah, no no she's one is. Perfect. So I, I well, love that's, that. The, the,
2: thing is, and that's... the thing is, is that the reason that she's considered such a divisive character is because mm-hmm. she's incredibly human, mm-hmm. incredibly complicated, yeah. complex, and flawed. But mm-hmm. she's a female character, and people freak out when female mm-hmm. characters aren't easily put into little boxes. Mm-hmm. And she can't be put into a little box, and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. read as mostly men, freak out. But also a lot of women, too, or others, because... Um, Again, because there's internalized misogyny still going, too, but uh, Uh the fact that she's so real and so complex means that they can't put her in little boxes, she has to be, like, treated as a person, and then, you know, people freak out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of where Uh I was getting at. Like, the fact that I even have all these wildly different and conflicting Uh feelings about her, that says something about the way Uh she's developed, and I think... Yeah. The fact that she can have that effect on somebody—that's—that's that's a pretty good thing. That's really cool. That shows a character being developed over the cross over across the of three games. That's done in a way that you don't always see in Japanese uh-huh. works, especially works that are based on anime. Or I know this isn't based on of anime, but I'm just saying. Like, and generally in this kind of style of storytelling, you don't often uh-huh. see that. So for that, I think Shion Uzuki is a really impressive character.
3: I'm she like right there with you because I didn't even know how to take her. When I first played the end, or when I got to the end of episode three, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, you know, you know, I mean, I didn't hate her. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't hate her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but like, I wouldn't have, it's like, it's like, it was one of the first things that I would experienced, I guess, games, movies, books, whatever, where it's just like the main character did something that made sense, but I didn't really agree with. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't have done yeah. that. Mm. In her shoes, I wouldn't have done what she would have done, but, like, I can't hate her for doing what she did, because what, one of the things about Xenosaga that impressed me all the way through was that, or, and Gears, too, we kind of get, uh, we get that from Faye, too, is we get, like, you know, we get it from the beginning, you know, we got, we have, uh, we have her childhood, you know, mm-hmm. and we know from the database, you know, that she went to school. You know, so she had, she has colleagues and, you know, she works and she has this job that, you know, she really cares about and people that she really cares about and, you know, people just kind of expect her to, to do things, but that's, that's not what, you know, she decided and I don't know. I just, it just kind of blew me away really. I, I didn't really know how to hand, take her when I first played episode three because I was just like, well, I, I don't think I would have done that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it's okay, It's all sorry. there.
2: Are you referring to, like, uh, her leaving Vector or her, like, uh, stuff with Kevin at the ends? I'm sorry, like, I, I'm not trying no, to figure out, like, exactly um, what you're referring to. When, <laughs> when
3: she when she makes the decision, okay, spoilers, obviously. Yeah, I'm sorry, we gotta decision, get spoilers here. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Like, super spoilers. Your ears. When she makes the decision to side with Kevin at <clears throat> the end. Okay, all right. Okay, and basically she, when she turns against the party.
2: I figured that's what you were talking about, but I want yeah. to be sure, because I know a lot of yeah. people, especially people who didn't play Missing Year, which is okay, because it's hard to find, and also it wasn't written by Takahashi or Soraya, and it was not great, but important still. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, this is but, really weird for me, me, though, to hear. This is, like, different from how I experienced her.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean... I really like her. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, I really respect her as a character. I mean, it's actually kind of ridiculous that, you know, she faces like so much like animosity in the Xeno community because it's, it's, it, it's kind of ridiculous because everything that she did made sense and it's all there. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's like the disconnect with me and like people that, uh, the play saga and they don't get it like for me everything is is there like mm-hmm. the framework for yeah. her decisions mm-hmm. and everything that she uh that led up to that point uh you know because we get we, when we're in xion's consciousness we see her interacting as a child you know with young kevin and all that stuff and we also get to see in both and actually, all three of the games, uh-huh. even in episode two, we get to see tender moments with Xion and Kevin together. Uh-huh. I mean, so it's ob- he's obviously somebody she really cares about uh-huh. and not just not not a, not a little bit a little bit, but really, really cares about uh-huh. you know
4: uh-huh.
3: and uh like all these other party members, and that's what makes Zeno Saga so genius is that all these other party members. Like, they have different, you know, still backstories and stuff, you know, what's about, and perspectives about what's going on. And, you know, they obviously, you know, they, I mean, they're obviously Shion's friends, you know. One of the party members is, you know, her sibling, you know, a blood relative. And, you know, and here she is, you know, making these decisions that, you know, they don't agree with. But, I mean, everything that she decided to do is still... It all makes sense mm-hmm. to me. It just makes <laughs> this, sense to me. Now
2: this is all like really weird for me to hear though too, because like shion for me was like the first time that I really looked at something and saw myself like totally mm-hmm. reflected in a character. Mm-hmm. Um later on there there's more would uh characters who are more like me than her would show up, but like she was the first time, and I still relate to her a ton that I just completely understood, like, her state of mind and, mm-hmm. like, the the feelings that she had and about everything that she did. I, I just related with all of that so violently, so intensely, just dealing, especially because, like, this was, like, okay, so, like, I lost my mom when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, dealing with her lost stuff and, like, her PTSD stuff was, like, That all came to me when that was all still, like, super fresh for me. So Mm. I saw that in myself. I saw her just, like, bottomless, spiraling despair and depression that she was sinking into with the PTSD and, like, trying to deal with that but not doing a really good job of it and feeling just hopelessly confused and lost. Those sort of—those intense, intense horrifying feelings were just so raw and so real to me i was just like that's what i'm feeling right now that's what i'm feeling and seeing that was reflected in this amazing character was just like so powerful for me and that's why i get really really defensive is when Mm. people are like oh i fucking hate xion she's such a bitch and all that i'm like Okay. Wow. It's like kind of feels like a personal attack on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems so
3: real. I mean, I don't. I don't don't get it. Uh, I know they
2: they don't mean it as an attack, but like when (laughs) you're literally like, I hate this character and everything Mm. about her and her entire personality and everything she feels. It's like okay, so you like literally hate me then? That's (sighs) that's cool. You know, it's uh, it's hard not to take it personally when it it's like that when this character is so raw and real for me. Um.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I understand that, too, because I, I, um, I remember a few years ago, there was an article on a website, which I I, I, I write from them now, so I probably shouldn't be saying so much. Uh, <laughs> I think I know which piece you talking about. There was an article. Plugging,
2: plugging. Oh, I, <laughs> I know which website you're talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: But I... Oh, I think I know which piece oh you're talking about, Oh, my gosh. I too. I shouldn't be saying anything. Um, <laughs> I think I know exactly which well, piece you're they talking had, about. They oh, were saying, like, on. the best and worst female R- RPG yep, characters. Yep, and, um, <laughs> of course, on the Hall of Shame was Shion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, which I don't, it's, I it's, definitely it's, don't agree it's with. It's
2: misogyny. It's it's straight-up misogyny. I will say that again and again. It's because she's a female character who is complex, has, uh, you know, negative emotions, uh, and also not just that, she's also an assertive character. She's not a very frail person. Person. She's very a very forward woman. She's a very intelligent woman, a very forward woman. Mm-hmm. She puts her feelings and thoughts out there. She's very firm and assertive, and people can't take that combined with her being a flawed, complex, realistic character. And if that character, if shion was a man, there is no way that people would be this critical of her. They might still oh, be yeah. critical of her from a like a like whiny perspective because like people then would perceive that as like non-masculine but still it's she on it's she on being a woman and being complex and being assertive at those two things together are what make people hate her it, it it's it's straight up misogyny and there's really no way around that
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's I- come
2: from somebody who studied this stuff uh, extensively uh, so <laughs> yeah i
0: mean i don't know if that's exactly where they stem from in this a particular article, but it definitely, like, some of the the things they listed, like, um, I'm just, I'm, I brought it up right now, but it, like, saying she doesn't grow as a character is completely false, and I, yeah, I mean... Uh, I, well, it probably
2: stems from yeah, the same I... place, but, uh, then they, like, if, sometimes when people, like, write stuff out or say stuff, they realize that it sounds fucking crazy, so then they start, like, reaching for excuses, and that's what that sounds like to me, because, like, Nobody in their right mind going to play through Xenosaga and be like, Sheon mm-hmm. didn't grow at all as a character. She did not change or have any character development. That's yeah. like a blatantly wrong piece of information to state. So yeah, at that point, you're just like, like reaching for straws because you realize that what you're saying, what you actually feel about her is wildly, mm-hmm. violently misogynistic. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, she definitely, it's definitely my case that she didn't grow. She definitely yeah. didn't grow. <laughs> that, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Whether or not you appreciate or like the change, I guess that's mm-hmm. one thing, but you can never say, oh, she she didn't I mean, grow. I
2: think a lot of it, some of it might have been perceived because people don't really understand like negative character development. Oh, mm, uh, yeah. In a sense, yeah. it was that for yeah. her. Yep. Uh, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's one for one negative character development so mm-hmm. much as her inner self starts coming out more and more because as things get worse, she can't keep pretending any longer. She can't keep, like, pretending to be, like, happy and friendly anymore. And she slowly, you know, becomes more and more unstable because of that. And there's because just her, so much pressure everybody else, too. Yeah. Like,
3: mm, man. The
2: veneer comes off, and then, you know, so it might, it, it seems also, negative, like, but it's more, like, probably uh, for her in terms of coping and, uh-huh. you know, reaching the root of her problems. It's probably good that the veneer gets off right. eventually, but... You know what I mean.
1: (laughs) And also, it's kind of interesting because I know you mentioned uh, the PTSD Uh element of her. Yeah. And it's really hard to write about that. And you often don't see it in japanese works mm-hmm. like this or like i be, i'd be
2: careful to, to to just put it like that I, that's like probably getting into a little bit racist territory i'm just gonna throw that out there i would not say that because there's plenty of like american or any other no american i know i'm there. just saying like
1: just typical just typical like jrpgs that's basically what i'm talking about like i don't i don't see it if they're if it's out there then awesome but yeah but i mean it's I also not in, in like american
2: rpgs lot. either that's all i'm saying <laughs> right it's a but rare I, but element in the make... story
1: Yeah, the point I was trying to make was it's interesting that it's here because it's portrayed in kind of a way that was obviously relatable Mm -hmm, to you. (laughs) And I think that other people might find it relatable too. And that maybe, just like you said before, people might not necessarily know how to handle it because it's not really seen a whole lot.
2: Yeah. And usually when that stuff is seen, again, it's not with female characters because female characters aren't usually given room to exist in such three dimensions so I think that throws people (sighs) off even more
1: (laughs) like a recent series that did something kind of similar was um, Steins Gate has has anybody been has anybody been watching Steins Gate Zero I know the anime just premiered but I read the novel
2: me neither uh, my fiance and I we've played a little bit of the the VN but we're not we haven't gotten that through but I've seen the original Steins Gate you know (laughs) and the PTSD in that is amazing too
1: the VN and Zero, they go more into that. Oh, I have that. no doubt because and this, is, and this uh, is the point. This is the point I was trying yeah. to make. You don't see it often, so it's kind of interesting that when you finally do see it, it's interesting to see how people react uh-huh. to that.
2: <laughs> it's uh, can sometimes make you feel pretty disappointed in humanity, <laughs> tragically. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I wish that more people would at least like listen. Like I, I don't know. Like you don't have to like get it right away, especially if this isn't something you're used to. But like. Just going around and, like, you know, acting like, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, you should just hate this character or something, Mm. or it's, (laughs) you know, it's really whiny and not being opening to listen to what, like, other people have to say about it, and people who, like, might know the subject more intimately than you. You gotta at least, like, keep an Mm. open mind, I guess. Right.
1: Right. But yeah, um, it it is great that, uh, I think we can all agree that. She is a multi-dimensional mm. character, and an example of one that's done in such a way that can have all these different effects on the players, and that's not—that's kind of uncommon. Oh yeah. So the fact that we can have the, the fact that we're even having this conversation in general speaks mm-hmm. volumes to how she yeah. was written. I think we can all agree uh, on
2: that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always say that I I, I never. I, I want, no matter what I'm doing, I want somebody to hate me for it, because if somebody doesn't hate you for it, you're probably not doing something right, <laughs> you know? Because if we're living in a world where, like, Donald Trump exists, then, you know, that's kind of how it it just is, you know? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? I... Does that? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're living in a world where Donald Trump exists, so, like, if I'm not, there are people out here who are if I'm appeasing everyone, then I'm not doing something right, you know. Because mm. if I'm appeasing anyone, everyone, then I'm appeasing Donald Trump, and I don't want to appease Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 I know that's kind of a weird jump to make, but no, no, you know. it's
0: fine. But I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to think about how Shion. I mean, like the poster child for Xenosaga has has become Cosmos, but Shion is definitely the the character character. yeah she's the main character she's had the most screen time of any of the characters and it's it's just interesting how uh, i mean i really wish there was more well i definitely love that throwback in xenoblade 2 during cosmos's side quest um that That was was, that was that was nice and unexpected um because i don't know if you guys have seen or played that Side quest or seen anything about that?
3: I would play Cosmos' side quest if the game would be gracious enough to let me have Uh, (laughs) Cosmos. Considering I've played the game two and a half times now and still don't have her. Oh my god. At that point, you throw out the whole damn switch.
0: I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry for you. Uh, Even
3: even with these legendary crystals I got from getting torn, I was just like, oh god. I know it's. Maybe yeah. I just... Luck of the draw, man. Yeah. It's like less than 1% chance. And it's just like so, so many people actually, have her and I'm yeah, just like, sitting s- here with my arms crossed. Pouting <laughs> like, in the corner. So
1: I have some advice for you. I have some advice for you. Did this work for me? I don't know if it <laughs> might work for you. So, A
2: summoning circle? When I got <laughs> Ze-
1: no, no, no. So when I got Xenoblade 2 and I was playing it, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> and then I got really pissed off because... The game has some notoriously bad memory issues. So the game would just crash if you leave it on for a certain amount of time and you don't close the application. Like you put the switch into sleep mode and then you if you do that after a certain amount of time. The game will just crash. So it crashed on me in the middle of um, I think it was chapter three when you get Mithra. So you fight that boss and then in the middle of the cutscene you get Mithra. The game just crashed right in the middle of a cutscene and I couldn't save. So I was pissed off and I stopped playing for, like, I think a week and a half. I was like, I am done with this game. I am not playing it ever again. So, the update came out that fixed some of it, and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll give this game a second chance. I play it. The first crystal I open oh is Cosmos. I think that was the game's way of trying to get me back. I was like, you know what? We're sorry. We're, we're, we're sorry we screwed up before. Here's Cosmos. Be happy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, but yeah, I see all these screenshots, everyone's got her, and I'm just like, I'm just like sitting here with just Telos at my party going, yep, anytime now. Anytime. Be pissed
1: at the game for a week, and you'll <laughs> get <her. laughs> um. Yeah. Hello? Oh, hello. Oh. Hi there. Mm. Did your mic screw up?
0: Uh, uh, are you there? Oh, Christ. Oh, oh, are you there, Christy? Uh oh. Man down. Are you there, Christy? Christy! Oh,
3: uh
0: oh.
1: Man down. Man down. No.
0: All right. Are Are you there? Um <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she's
3: here, but she's not here.
0: Um <laughs> God I can't spell. I think she might have locked off by yeah.
1: accident. Uh. Well fellas, we pissed off the first and hopefully not last woman oh, this no. the podcast.
3: <laughs> no, as long as there's Xenosaga Z- fans, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: because th- I'm trying to think of what else we could talk about in terms of Xion. Um. So, is there any gameplay topics we can discuss
1: with Xion? Like, maybe, well, um, like, what do you mean? Hmm?
3: I'm trying to think of that.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Like we could talk about her relationship with some of the characters, yeah. like, oh, maybe her yeah. relationship or, with you know oh, yeah.
0: Since we were talking about Cosmos, we could go straight into their their straight relationship. So, let's How about this?
1: Um, let's give let's give Christy like an extra five to ten minutes, since I'm sure she has a lot oh, yeah. to say about she... this, and probably really oh, I know stuff. So yeah. I'd love to hear what she has to say about it. So. Oh yeah,
0: I know I've been. Let's just give her a little like time, five minutes. But... No, no, you're you're doing Don't good. Him, you're man. doing good. You're good. Okay. Um, yeah. we got good conversation going. Um, because I mean, we've technically already discussed her relationship with Kevin.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. I want to go into Jen a little bit though too. Um, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, and her and her brother. We can do that as well.
3: Because yeah. that was always a fascinating, like, relationship to me—a brother and sister relationship in a in a game.
0: It was it was kind of interesting because I definitely I mean she seemed very standoffish with him bit, but because it almost felt like she was blaming. Okay, okay I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, oh good. Oh there you are.
2: God, I'm sorry. You like, we're worried about is you. Trash. It like completely dropped out there.
0: Oh that's that's fine. I'm just glad oh, you're man. back. Um, but
2: I'm sorry. What I miss. Um. <laughs>
1: w- w- Nothing, because we actually wanted to wait oh. for you to come back, because we're going to talk about Xi'an's relationship with characters, and I figured you would have a lot. To oh yes, like I that. do. Thank uh, you. <laughs> uh,
0: um, <okay. laughs> well, uh, let's since we're we first started to talk about her relationship with her brother. Let's do that first. Ooh,
2: boy, oh, okay. I've got some feelings. Oh
0: gosh, yeah, I know. I know there's a lot of
3: uh, Xian fans that don't really like Jen that much. Uh, it's not so much of, that deep, we. Uh, yeah. But it's I mean not- I like I mean I love Shion, but like they don't like Jin. Um and I, but I think that like their relationship has always been super interesting. So- the thing
2: is, it's like I wouldn't quite put it like that. It's like I like Gene as a character, but he treats Shion like shit. He treats most people like shit, yeah. honestly. He's the thing about Gene is that most Gene fans are out here like, he's so nice and so smart and I'm like, What the fuck? Sorry. Um he's just very um Oh, I mean God. he's I mean he's, so he's very issues. protective of her. No, it's not that. It's uh-huh. uh, he's got some issues with um I mean that's one thing, but mm-hmm. he's got some issues with um denying other people's like feelings and being like mm. holier than thou. He's mm. got some yeah, like he's I got mean... this like really like like Almost, he's not like a narcissist, but he's got this. He definitely thinks that he's like better than everyone, but is like, Mm. yeah, he's got, thank you, superiority complex. That's the word I'm looking for. He's got Uh, that, he's got a superiority complex that he won't admit. And it's uh, it, it affects his relationship with everyone, and I mean, you kind of see him and Margulis butting heads because of that. But you see it, I think, a lot in how he treats uh, Pellegree as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sheon actually at one point calls him out on it and is like, you know, like maybe if you weren't like this, Pellegree mm-hmm. wouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh, he's he's complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, like most Sengoku yeah. characters, he's very complicated. And yeah, because uh, I've, to I've see always seen
3: that. Reduced. I've always seen that, like, sort of, like, mode of, like, being better or, like, trying to, you know, get into situations and, you know, be, like, the person kind of in charge or, uh, he doesn't, it's like, it's like his way of coping with certain things. Uh Oh, yeah, for sure. In the same way that Xian copes with things in ways that the party doesn't agree with. Jin kind of does his, his thing. But Uh the thing that... Everybody yeah.
2: in the game has that in some way or another. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, but, like, it was, it was just fascinating to me always that, I mean, it's not like Jin doesn't care about Shion because of, you know, the way she is or how she does things. But it's just that, you know, he kind of, like, doesn't really know like, he wants to help, but he doesn't really know how to help. You know what I mean?
2: Like, uh, he doesn't yeah.
3: help in the right way. Uh,
2: yeah, he, he's he got... He has his own... He's He wants to help, but he doesn't, like, know her well enough mm-hmm. and won't make the effort to know her well enough to actually, like, do that effectively. And mm-hmm. he's kind of got that problem in general just because of that headspace he's in. Mm-hmm. And again, it's his way of coping right. with things. It's not great, yeah. but that's how he's coping with shit. hmm <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like he's the kind of character where, um, deep down he wants to do the right thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, he isn't exactly the best at expressing <clears throat> himself to people. Yeah. yeah. Or even interacting with people. And 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 instead he kinda he does these things that in his mind is the right thing to do. He has this weird sense of justice that he adheres to, but doesn't realize that what he's doing isn't always the most efficient way to go about solving the problems that he faces, he, it's kind of actually very similar to Seton from Zenogears in a few ways.
3: Oh yeah, uh, well, um, more than just looks, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, more than just
1: looks. Like, there's some parallels there for sure. But yeah, I think that's kind of um the thing that's going on with Jin, and actually, you could kind oh. of say that with a lot of the Saga characters. They all have their own sense of mm-hmm. justice and their own ways of doing. They all have their own ways of like viewing the
3: world and. It, like, kind of just affects the other characters mm-hmm. in ways that I don't think that a lot of the characters themselves expect. Like, like right. Jin's obviously, you know, I think the one of the scenes that I think of in Xenosaga 3 is when Jin leaves the tea uh, at, on Xion's like, bed. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? <gasps> yeah! He, like, leaves the tea mm-hmm. there, where it's like, he's like, I want to help you, but you know i'm not really gonna talk to you about it
2: yeah but like
3: that does, that affects xion negatively more than he expects it to i think
2: but and, it's, it's it's fair though because like yeah he's doing that thing where he's like i'm going to help you but only as i see fit i'm not gonna actually like make the effort to help in the and find out how to help and help in the way that you need to be helped. He only does it to, like, the extent that he can recognize as helping, and, like, can't go beyond that. (laughs) It's helping without helping. He's, like, doing this thing where he's, like, he's patting himself on the back, like, oh, look at how much I've helped. And it's like, no, you didn't do that. (laughs) Well,
0: I I mean, I can understand a little bit, like, maybe, I mean, he just doesn't understand how to help, and it, I I feel like that might be tearing him him up a little bit, because he wants to help her, but he just doesn't know how, and it's, maybe heartbreaking at the same time yeah uh
3: and like even when qian does turn against the party like i don't think Jin really knows how to help her mm. obviously yeah he kind of just he kind of just goes the other way with it and he's just like this is you know this is the way you're going then fine
0: yeah because it's not it's not him that like steers her away it's alan and she and cosmos that like, snap her oh, yeah. out of it, so it's, yeah. But
2: again, you see him doing that the way he's like, all right, then let's fucking throw down. It's, again, like, yeah. That's...
0: he's
2: not, he, he doesn't help help. He only helps as far as he can, mm-hmm. like, do in his own little sphere. He does not leave his sphere. He, he doesn't, like, really get out of that that space that he's in, mm-hmm. of, like, that superiority complex, and that I will only help in the ways that I think people should be helped, and not, mm-hmm. like, respond. he doesn't get out of that sphere of just not responding to others until the very end, and unfortunately, we all know where that ends. But, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. he, has his moment of rede- he has his moment of redemption there, where he realizes, though, you know, what he's been doing wrong, and how he's mm-hmm. kind of driven everybody away all this time, because he's only willing to go so far for people because he thinks that his way is always going to be the right way, and he, he realizes mm-hmm. that, tragically, at the very end.
0: Mm, That's true.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I've got strong feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) I've got some strong feelings. I think, I think the fans much, uh, I think similar to, again, I think, I kind of talked about people being harsher on Chiyon because she's a woman similarly you've got that like people think gene is like this cool mysterious guy so people tend to be like softer on him and like make him a nicer person than he Uh actually is uh Uh, you see that i think a lot in the fandom because he's got that cool mysterious guy vibe and everyone's like whoa and i'm like (laughs) all right (laughs) you know just you know see him for what he is you know that's that's all i want people to do and i'm like i think he's a great character because he's kind of a jerk
1: <laughs> and you know what like that's something that i really like about um, the zeno saga universe is um that take on morality uh. that they that they have and you see that with a lot of the characters actually this could be a good topic oh, yeah. for another oh, yeah. episode. Good. Yeah. how zeno saga tackles morality because there's a lot to be said i mean we discuss a lot of it just <laughs> yeah, yeah now. i feel like it goes into <laughs> everything a little bit
2: but
1: yeah yeah but um, I really, really enjoy how they did that. Mm-hmm. And I think having Jin there, the fact that Jin is the way he is, is a great way to contrast some of the other characters' views on morality yeah. and how to live their life and how to solve the things yeah. that come their way. Yeah. I think that's just... For that, I think Jin is genius. Kind of like I said, how Xian was genius for yeah. giving me mm-hmm. conflicting feelings. I think Jin is genius for that, too, because of his superiority Mm -hmm. complex and because of how he's so stuck in his ways. It's just yet another thing to help and it even helps develop the other characters yeah. more and just makes them also, more Also, something about that is
2: I really like how he's, like, visually and, like, motif is, like, shown to be, like, stuck in his ways. Because he likes all the old stuff.
0: Right. right. Instead oh, of, like, But the
2: thing about that is... But, but and, wait, 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 I'm not done yet. This is an important <laughs> part. Oh, no! This is an important <laughs> part. It's, Go for it. It's The thing is, is that that in and of itself isn't bad, but he's, like, uses it almost like a shield. Like, much like... It's like a shield for him, mm-hmm. much like his, like, sense of morality is, like, he he uses that sort of like a shield. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's, like, it's a a metaphor almost for the way that he's, like, oh, look at how great and right the way I'm doing things is without really, like, looking outside of it. Mm -hmm. So he, like, throws that up as a shield and throws his own ways up as a shield, and I think that, that, like, old-style visuals and motif for him kind of accentuates that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I'm I'm having trouble... um, yeah no you're actually
1: saying amazing amazing things right now and that's yeah yeah, no i'm having trouble articulating it but yeah and i'm gonna uh, i'm to add to that um you also see it in his behavior like the game kind of plays him up as the cool calm uh, and strategic character but when you actually take a second to think about it that's when you really realize what else is going on over
3: there
2: yeah No, for sure. The game definitely, like, plays with your expectations for him, Mm -hmm. as I think he plays with his uh, other's expectations for him Mm in-in-universe. There's a lot about expectations in Xenosaga, now that I really think about it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that even goes back to Xion. I mean, all the expectations that people had with her, being a woman and being a lead character in this, they kind of had these expectations of her. I mean, like, when you first see her, she's, like, this really really upbeat, you know, yeah. like, kind of almost like a happy-go-lucky type of girl. Um, it kind of reminded me of Luca from Chrono Trigger a little bit in some ways, but but obviously she goes a very different path than well,
2: the way Luka I mean, did in Chrono You very quickly but... see with Shion that, like, her upbeat thing is, like, really, really fake because it yeah. goes yeah. away more and more right. with each game. Mm-hmm. She's, oh, a, yeah. It's a fake persona she's portraying. Yeah, by episode. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. By episode three, I w- I was so. I-, I felt bad sometimes the way she tr- treated Miyuki because she kind of. <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait,
2: let's stop. Let's stop with that there, though, because (laughs) everybody is always like, Shion is so mean to Miyuki, and I'm like, everybody is mean to Miyuki. Chaos (laughs) is even mean to Miyuki. That's like the joke. The joke is everybody's mean to Miyuki. Everybody singles out Shion, and it's only because Shion has more scenes with her because they work together. (laughs) But literally every other person is also a dick to Miyuki. It's not just Shion. It's really not... That's people get feed into this like she on is a bitch atmosphere and I'm like okay so whatever all right she's not she's a bitch in the best possible way (laughs) because she's what they mean by that is that she's forward and assertive and gets shit done that's all they're saying when she they mean she's a bitch. She's not randomly mean to people for no reason. The joke is just everybody's mean to Miyuki. Again, even Chaos is mean to Miyuki. He literally, like, laughs in her face at one scene. Like, and I'm like, people literally constantly single Shion out for this when, like, the nicest, sweetest guy in this entire fucking game is out here making fun of Miyuki. And I'm like, all right, okay, go off. <laughs> uh, sorry. I no, no, <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Sh- Shion can absolutely be... Short with people, but you know, uh, I think it's a. Uh, it just seemed people criticize her unduly for it. It just
0: seemed more prominent than in episode one where she seemed like more happy-go-lucky. I guess. Right. That's
2: that's fair. I want to use and... Miyuki as the, the yeah though, because sure. everybody makes fun of Miyuki that's, as, like kind of the joke of that. That's game, true. So you know, like
1: yeah. But again, that goes back to what you just said about expectations. That's true. How
2: do you, how do you mean?
1: How. The first episode, oh, okay, okay. you know, gotcha. Shiona, yeah, Shian is shown a certain way. People kind of expect mm-hmm. that. So as soon as she deviates from that to some people, it's just like, I think, what's going on here? I think people here? also you know? had
2: trouble with her, like, design being, becoming more reflective of who she really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't, like, forgot that her outfit from the first game is literally a uniform. Um, and expected that, yep. like, she was going to be, yep. like, this, like, ditzy scientist because of the glasses and, like, the uniform mm-hmm. and stuff. They, like, put her into that that role, and immediately people didn't like her in episode one, though, because that's not who she was, like, right off the bat. She wasn't ditzy scientist, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she wasn't that sort of character right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, like, then in episode two and three, she's wearing her, like, actual normal clothes that she, like, would pick out herself and mm-hmm. they have a, like, continuum... She's wears, like, you know, she's got pants, she's got her little belly-showing shirts and the cool jackets and stuff. It's more, uh-huh. like, reflective of her personality. And uh-huh. I think people were just, like, mad. They're like, I want my cute, ditzy scientist <laughs> that I can put into a neat little box! Ah! And freaked out because of that. Because well, I've seen, I've a, seen lot a lot of criticism
3: yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of people criticize Choco's designs, but I, I really like them.
2: I will uh, defend them to the ends of the earth. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, I I mean, I actually really like her episode, two outfit, episode right?
2: 2 outfit. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> her 2 and yeah. 3 outfits are so good. I mean, there's a reason I would jump right to cosplaying the swimsuit from 2 and her outfit from 3. I'm like, those are high fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want that
0: coat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I kind of wish they made a uh, an episode 2 Shion figure. That would have been really nice.
2: Oh, God, me too. That That's such awesome. a good look. Uh, mm-hmm. I love her, like, leather jacket um, and those cool, like, uh, like cloth yeah. bits hanging down. Mm-hmm. Really, neat. Uh, really good look. <laughs> I actually, uh, when I, I remember I re- went out and bought, like, a red camisole after I started playing, uh, episode two because I'm like, <laughs> I want to look like Xi'an. <laughs> just imagine, like, little 17-year-old me just like, I want to look like Xi'an. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And
2: I actually, oh, when God, I first started, glass. Some serious when I episode two, red Yeah, hell yeah! I I episode
1: two gets a bad <laughs> <Okay>. rep. <up. laughs> oh, okay. You know it's so funny because like the <laughs> yeah. last episode and okay, last two episodes at this point. Uh, we had pure on and he gave episode two a lot of love even the first episode Tyler and I we spoke yeah the majority
0: the majority (laughs) of the podcast (laughs) was episode two it was
2: (laughs) it gets so much so weird it makes me so mad that people like hate it so much and I don't get it I'm like all right okay but at this point you know I deal with so much just from being loving Xion as fiercely as I do at this point I'm like all right, I don't understand any of you. <laughs> so I just like take a step back when it comes to people hating episode two. I'm just like, you're wrong. I'll just <laughs> step back from that because I, 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 I've gone off enough already.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's understandable. I mean, I, I admit I was very kind of disappointed with episode two at first, but as time's gone by. I've warmed up to it more.
2: And I'll admit that the battle system just, is horrible, and I don't oh, like it. the
0: load yeah, time. That's times. what I was going to say. Just but get rid of the is, battle system. I don't system.
2: care because the story
0: and it's, atmosphere
2: and characters will mm, always mean more to me than the battle that's system. That's true. So the I'm sto- like, eh, I don't care. This, I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, I'll story so the story was so good. System. Yeah, the
1: story was actually okay. It was just the battle system really drove me yeah, up the no. ball. But the story itself was actually it was fine. And I think we said this too in, our, in a previous episode that like. There there are some genuinely great story moments Mm -hmm. in episode two. It's just, it had to have such a ridiculously dumb battle system. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And
2: uh, a lot of people can't see past that, tragically. It's in the same way. I mean, <laughs> it's the same way that like a lot of people uh, slept on near Replicant, and even going back even further, uh, the original Drakengard. Mm-hmm. See, I like, I like, I like the near yeah. replicants battle system, but um, Drakengard's battle system, the original Drakengard, horrible to play, Absolutely flawed. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's a yeah, wonderful yeah. game. It's one of my favorite games because the story and atmosphere of the game makes up for literally being the worst <laughs> battle system that I've ever had. The fucking misery. I'm sorry, I swear so much. <laughs> Oh it's my okay. god, you it's can, okay. like, bleep me out, no, bleep It's me okay, out. Um, <laughs> maybe
0: I'll try to find some, like, Zeno noises and throw them in, yeah. in a bleep.
2: <laughs> Put, like, the email ding from episode one over every, uh, <laughs> just be, like, warning, we've got a crazy Sheon fan on this show, on this episode, and she can't stop swearing. <laughs> but, uh, um... Just have Shion, like, some. just find a clip of Shion going, hey, or something every time, uh, I, I swear, just put it over that. <laughs> I do
0: have some Shion audio clips, so I might be able to do that.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Point is, though, uh, it, it, it's always a thing for me, and I think that is why, you know, people don't like Episode 2 is the battle system, because mm-hmm. most people can't see past the gameplay at mm-hmm. the end of the day, which mm-hmm. is sad, because a lot of people, I think, still think of video games as just being about the gameplay and not taking into account the story, atmosphere, characters, all that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I, so yeah, I think that's why episode two gets all the, the shit that it does, is because of that. hmm
4: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, um. oh, yes?
2: <laughs> oh, no, it's fine, go on.
0: Um, well, since we talked about Xion uh, uh, and her relationship with Jen, I suppose now would be a good time to... <laughs> Talk about her relationship with, uh, Cosmos. Be gay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> to, to be gay. <laughs> Honestly, um, Shiel and Cosmos were actually the thing that initially like captured me right away when Mm -hmm. I was uh first playing episode one Mm -hmm. because it's uh I think um it's a very overwhelming experience to go right into Xenosaga because it's so it's a lot in uh, episode one and they don't like explain the terms you gotta like look through the the uh encyclopedia you gotta Mm -hmm. familiarize familiarize yourself with the world so it can be Mm -hmm. really overwhelming Mm -hmm. uh but even during that initial like shock they, like, drew me because their connection and relationship, I could tell right away that that was gonna be something special, and it immediately just captured my heart. I don't know how else to put it. And I remember at the end of episode one, I just felt so so wholly in love with the series when you know uh shion's waiting for cosmos to come back and yeah. tries to catch her and oh back, yeah and, that know, scene you know <laughs> pain yeah. is playing in the background and you're crying mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> that entire sequence was such a like i feel like I, I obviously i was already in love by that moment but that mm-hmm. was the moment that i really realized it that i was like Oh god, this game means so much to me. Was just seeing the two of them. Their bond was just. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> um. I have a lot to say about this too, and I'm. I'm please I'd let other people talk as well. I will. I will never <laughs> shut up about this if you if you let me just go off.
0: So that's uh, my warning. No, that's <laughs> no. You're fine. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely their relationship throughout the, the entire series was always interesting because it started off almost like a mother daughter kind of relationship, but then it kind of changed throughout the series right. into something completely different. Oh
4: yeah.
0: Um. And mm-hmm. yeah, and again, it's like um, it, just to go about
1: like expectations um, because like initially you see Shiana and Cosmos, and you kind of like you almost think of it because this isn't the first time we see like a human robot relationship. We've seen it in yeah. other video games or in other anime, like Mega Man, for example, or like Astro Boy. It's it's, it's, seen, a, it's something that's we've in seen tons this kind of, of, of... Stuff. Mm-hmm. right, right. It's in yeah. tons of stuff. So you see it, you kind of think, oh, so this is going to be another one of those things. But I think one of the big differences here is that for, in my opinion, at least, I don't know if you guys agree, but this is one of the first times where I saw that dynamic on a level where the robot, quote unquote, actually learns from the human and actually tries to adapt those traits into their functions in everyday life because you really get to see Cosmos become more and more human. And I know Tyler and I—we've discussed this before, too. Um, and like the way she acts, the way she even speaks, too—it's just like it's interesting.
2: Um, I think like I think I saw it more as I'm very—I don't know. Like obviously there is the human robot interaction part, mm-hmm. but I think there's mm-hmm. definitely that the relationship to me, and this is coming from somebody who loves human robot stuff. Mm-hmm. I am I am fisting yeah. android girls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I couldn't resist making the joke. God, somebody, I, I should come with a warning.
4: Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) A parental advisory sticker. I am, uh, I am, I am not,
2: I am not safe for work (laughs) at any given point in my life. Um, and I genuinely apologize for that. I don't know why I'm, no, I do know why I'm like this, but, (laughs) um, uh, I don't have a filter. Um, (laughs) but, uh. I think that there was, like, something more to it because there's also, like, the whole, like, Mary, uh, Mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene. Obviously, we're getting spoilers again. But there's the Mary Magdalene and her soul, fragment of soul, you know, kind of within Cosmos. Mm -hmm. I think adds a level where it's not purely a a human-robot relationship. So it has an element of that, but it has an element of something more along the lines of, like, reincarnated, like reincarnated uh partners like lover reincarnate lover kind of trope like the destined yeah. to find your way back to each yeah. other so it's kind of got I, that like, like reincarnation
0: yeah kind of very like, much
2: yeah like gears
1: like Ellie. Yeah. 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 yeah and they, they yeah.
2: definitely have Fai that's, parallels. I was, that's
1: what i was trying to get yeah, at
2: they've got
1: the... that's what i was trying to get to because like it's just because like you said i 100% agree um it starts off as just like human robot but it really does become something yeah, much absolutely. more than that and i think that's kind of what sets them Apart from, say, the Doctor Light and Mega Man relationship that we've seen countless other times in the past.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a more complex, uh, complex entity than that. Mm. And um, I think also, if you want to get into, oh well. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll reserve that for my own. Uh, tuck that in my pocket for my own uh, queer theory stuff. Uh sorry, I just, had a, I just had a thought, You're but fine. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into it here because it would require like another hour of me just talking about uh queer theory to, in order to begin explaining it. <laughs> but um uh I think there's also like How do I put this? Um there's also like a uh, um a Frankenstein element to it, almost a building your own person sort of deal. Oh yeah. that um, goes beyond like I the human that. robot thing. It's a little bit different than that. Cause there's, again, this is where I'm like, okay, don't go off into a queer theory thing, Christy, or it'll confuse everybody because mm. that will require so much explanation in order for it to make sense. Uh, building your own person is gay is all i'll say i'll go look up queer shit and frankenstein if anybody's interested or come to my podcast when we eventually get that going um (laughs) but uh uh that's like another thing going to is like the frankenstein thing and almost uh the how do i put this the creation taking on a life of its own in a way that's different from the robot Mm -hmm. the robot creator uh connection um I don't know. It's a little bit different. I feel. Does that make sense? I don't know if you've read anyone's read Frankenstein here. Yeah, I've, I've read well,
4: it. one hundred percent agree with it.
2: All her. right. Yeah, I feel like it's a different slightly different thing and you got a little bit of that there i mean with obviously with less horror but uh, no. <laughs> uh well yeah. yeah but i i think that the inherently and i think uh the fact that realians exist within mm. xeno saga kind of um hints to that where there's like robots but what about like fleshy robots mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> so to speak and then like when you make a, a, a person out of flesh versus making a person out of metal ends up with like different connotations within media and i feel like i'm getting way off topic from where i was initially going so i'm just gonna reel this back in um (laughs) tuck it in my pocket and save it for my own podcast
3: (laughs) i was hoping the uh mary magdalene thing would pop up because um like that's one of the things that distances a lot of people from xenosaga is that like kind of almost like religious connection
0: oh yeah like oh jesus it's so funny that the yeah, yeah, Jesus and um, Mary Magdalene are characters in Zinno <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus,
2: Jesus is here. He's wearing booty shorts. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but,
0: but, but, yeah, I
2: he's a more that. accurate depiction than most uh, Christian depictions of Jesus because he's actually not white. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I was, uh, you know, uh, pretty excited because, like I said, I read uh, Childhood's End, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of criticism when it comes to, you know, like, that plot point. And, but, have any of you guys read Childhoods Inn all the way through? Yes, Uh, I
2: fucking love it. I have not. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. okay. I, uh... Literally, when I um, realized that uh, Corellin, I always call him Corellin because I I got so mad that they mistranslated that Uh. in America, that Corellin's supposed to be, that his name's supposed to be Corellin in Xenogears, I just about lost my mind because he got what Corellin in the the book could not, and I don't want to say any more than that because I don't want to spoil it for those of you who haven't read it, but it's a really good book, and I really loved it and read it before I even got into Xeno. so it was like, ah, for me. <laughs>
3: I am probably gonna spoil a little bit here for you. Oh, that's, no! that, that, that's fine. It's from this. It's from the '60s, so I think. True. it's fair. That's that's fair. Um, that's fair. Um, that's fair. It's it's a book from the '60s, and I see the I see the plot point. You know, criticized a lot that they bring in these religious figures to you know this story. The yeah, yeah. That was that was the thing. You know, when I read *Childhood's End*, so the big deal with *Childhood's End* is that. The aliens come to Earth and uh-huh. they peacefully invade uh-huh. uh, quote unquote and then um, they uh, they hide themselves, they don't show their appearance uh-huh. for like several generations of humanity to get humanity accustomed to them being here uh-huh. and when they when they reveal themselves, their identity, they look like Satan is what they look like with wings and tails and uh-huh. you know horns and all that stuff
0: uh-huh.
3: you know. And I kind of feel like Xenosaga is kind of like an extension of, you know, that dialogue that, you know... Mm. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. You know. Ah. Sci-fi and, and, and
2: religion blending together because uh, it's very possible to say that uh, anything religious could just be science that we don't understand yet. Um, like the yeah. way Udu and, exists. Yeah, Udu would be what we would call God, but it's really just a... I think Udu
3: and, dimension. you know, the upper domain is more like the overmind in... Yeah. In Childhood's End. But, uh, like, one of the things that's in all the Xeno games so far, I think, mm-hmm. I I can't, I you know, I'm trying to think of examples for to say that for sure, but, like, at least in Gears, Saga, and the First Blade, like, assimilation into, like, a greater being is, like, a big thing that, you know, Takahashi and Saga do. They, yeah. you know... Uh, that was, you know, because in Gears, it's the pieces, you know, being formed of dais, like uh-huh. humans being parts yeah, of dais. Right. In Saga, it's, you know... And, and the gnosis, uh, It's the Gnosis uh, going, you know, to the collective unconscious or whatever. And or then uh, failing
2: in, to go to the collective unconscious. And uh-huh.
3: in, in Xenoblade, the the biggest analog for in that one is actually the Telethia. Uh, because uh, the Telethia, you know... Uh, they become uh, i haven't played blade one in forever, but they yeah, same they become the
2: forgettable
3: the become the telethia and uh they like all become they're like becoming one with like the bionis or something like that and
2: it's it's uh it's interesting also if you you think about all these different um examples we have of that across Xeno games, Mm. Uh, they're all very different levels of horrifying. (laughs) You know? in some cases, it's a very good thing, and in some, it's very not, and in some, it's like, your mileage may vary, which I think also reflects sort of the ideas that Childhood's End was putting out as well. Yeah, I I
3: wanted to bring that up and why uh, the relationship between uh, Cosmos and Shion and the Mary Magdalene stuff was so fascinating to me Uh is because, uh, Christy, since you've read the book, I don't mm-hmm. think Clark is a very good character writer. He is okay. a big he is a big ideas person and mm-hmm. the characters kind of just, you know, they're just Yeah, the characters vehicles, aren't the, the point. They're, they're just vehicles the for his ideas. So yeah. like but Zenosaki like takes that like a step further. It's just like here's these characters that grow and develop with this and yeah. I like that's what's so like striking of- to me.
2: But that's to both worlds. It has the ideas, but with compelling characters at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, I'm mm. like think about it. I'm um, like think about. I haven't read Childhood's End in several years now, but I'm um, like the only character whose name I remember is Karellen. <laughs> and you yeah. think about that, and I think that goes to show. I'm like I could tell you all about what happens in the book, but I only remember the name of one character in it. Yeah, um, I that's, mean, that's because absolutely, that's the thing yeah.
3: is that the st- the story is just you know. There. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a conceptual thing more mm, than yeah. a a a yeah like a, a tale so to speak. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um,
3: but I, it's one of the things I just really appreciated about you know that kind of relationship me, yeah, because think, they brought it in. The so Mary Magdalene, I th- I thought it was pretty thing, natural.
2: Yeah, um, I like the idea that it kind of put forth the Mary Magdalene stuff. Um, for me, it wasn't so much. That in and of itself, uh, although Xenosaga <laughs> did make me obsessed with Mary Magdalene, and I like read a bunch of books and like watched a bunch of documentaries on her, and now I go off all the time about <laughs> how much wrong information there is about her out there. Oh my god! But um, that's another story altogether. But um... and that's
3: and that's like what I was what I was saying. You know, um, when I when I first got into you know Xenosaga and it became such an experience for me. He's like, gobbled up everything. I, I just... Yeah, yeah. everything. Just, oh, yeah. Everything just becomes part of, like, the bigger narrative, and everything just, you know... You know, you just get into it, and something that you learn... Mm. You you learn something new, and you can go back and just apply it Exactly. To this game.
2: Yeah. Um, um but anyways... Uh, um, I what I was saying... Away. Uh regarding like um i guess what was really interesting for me though was just the idea and i love stuff like this so maybe this is probably why i I fixate on it but i really like the idea then that there was like there's cosmos and then there's mary magdalene that like cosmos becomes her own person Uh that's like based on mary magdalene but then like also based on her own experiences Uh like this idea that like i don't know like there's like kind of that, like nature and nurture kind of coexist within every single person. So like, if you make a clone of somebody, they're not going to be the same thing. Exactly. I mean, obviously talk the same thing with like Momo and Sakura, you know, yeah. um, or you like oh, make a clone you're... of someone, but they're not going to be the same person eventually. Or... And I think that um, happens with Cosmos. And I don't think that's talked about enough in like the fans with among the fans, because um... the
0: same thing with the UR TVs as well.
2: Yeah, well. uh, because we all know Dmitry Uriev is one big hell of a bastard. Uh, <laughs> Gaiden's a and... really nice guy, and so's Junior. Satrine could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just press F for Albigo. Um, but. Uh, 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 but yeah, no, that's the thing. It's 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 such a prevalent theme across Xeno and I wish more people would like mention that with Cosmos because that's like one of my favorite things is that she has her moment where she's like I am not Mary. you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's uh and I think that's also like goes to speak about the complexities and interesting to her and Cheon's relationship as well because that's sort of she rebels and becomes her own person because of how much Xion means to her and everything she's experienced with Cheon because she will willingly defy what she was created for in order to save Shion in order to be on Shion's side mm-hmm. um you know she she it's like the 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 one thing that is truly hers is that like love for Shion and that those experiences that she shares with her are like what truly like gives her her own personhood outside of Mary mm-hmm. and, <laughs> I, think so I think deeply. that's i think that's kind of where
3: I think that's kind of where uh justin was going with it it was justin right
2: i can't tell anyone's voice apart okay yeah (laughs) um
3: but where justin was going how it's different than other like human robot relationships yeah like cosmos kind of just kind of takes in those experiences and kind of just makes her own persona that's outside of you know what she was supposed to quote unquote be you know absolutely and uh just, all the characters in the series, they're amazing. Yes. They
2: truly are. And I, uh, I really also want to put it out there that there is, and I, maybe I will catch some heat for this, but I love catching heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, I will put it out there, and it's particularly actually, um, I actually do a whole bit on this um, in one of the panels that I present at uh, conventions. <sighs> Um, my fiance and I do panels together, um, and our like flagship one, the one that like we always do no matter what, it's like our introductory one hundred and one queer theory panel. Um, I actually talk about Xenosaga at one part during it, and how um, basically, uh, well, the technical word here would be queer textual gap, textual gaps. Mm. But um, basically, what happens here is that in the scene where Alan confesses his love for Sheon, uh, Cosmos mm. does the same. But the fandom completely overlooks it and trivializes it because it's same sex desire instead of heterosexual desire. I'm gonna be um, honest.
3: I'm not really that big of an Alan fan. But,
2: <laughs> that's uh... that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, he's fine. I'm not like I won't live or die for him. I'm not. I'm not. I, I mean, you know, and that's it. For I don't me. love he him just... or hate him. He's there. He sure is Alan. You know, he's cool. He's just kind I of there
3: it. for me. Yeah yeah same
2: i don't hate him by any means i just don't think he's the most interesting character at all but uh still though that's the thing is that the way that you know fandom will see like (sighs) cosmos's confession as like less legit (sighs) despite all the all the other stuff all the other gay shit that happens in the (laughs) the series uh the still like a, a a forthright confession is like so foreign for people between uh for, for um like same sex uh pairings mm-hmm. that like people like literally can't process it and literally like won't see it um a really good example of that in like uh sorry I'm, okay actually i should stop i'm going off about <laughs> I'm, going into a, I'm, going into a, I'm going off i'm going on my train um <laughs> this is what i study this is like my thing so uh um no but um uh, like um dr Jekyll and mr hyde oh. There's a part in it, um, and uh, my, my fiancé always tells us about that in one of her queer theory classes, they had everyone read a, um, a section of it. And they were like, why the hell are we reading this for I, queer theory? Oh guys? my gosh. And they came back, and they're like, so did you uh, <laughs> Did you? Uh, all notice the part where he was hooking up with dudes in the alley? And everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> because p- your mind literally will glaze over it because you don't expect it to be there because of, like, what we are, like, used to. It's oh, like, yeah. what heteronormativity is. It's heteronormativity is a hell of a drug, so you, li- your mind will literally skip right past it. And that's uh, literally what happens in that scene is Cosmo saying that she has the same feelings... For Sheon, and everyone just goes whoop, jumps like hots right on over that line and pretends or like <laughs> acts like it's not legit or not real in some way or form, which is absolutely tragic considering how obvious it really is and how uh, how much development has gone into the relationship throughout mm-hmm. the entire series and culminating in episode three. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: to... Now, something I'm kind of interested um, to do. I don't. Maybe you can answer because okay. I don't know. If maybe you've seen it. How does the Japanese version of that Um, I really
2: out? don't know. I haven't actually uh, looked into that specifically. I would imagine it's around the same, um, but I... Because be...
1: there's some... Because I know sometimes um, there's... Because <laughs> in Japanese, but, you have suki and daisuki, well, and sometimes translators mess that up. Well, or they tar- those aren't
2: even the words that are being used in the English version, though. Um, it's a much more complex. Oh, that scene okay. is a much more complex. Uh, yeah, confession uh, than just simply. Yeah, that's, that's I like you. I love you. What, or like, the... uh, using uh, breaking out a right, big right, that's I, I'm... I, I, uh, You know, AI. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm curious
1: to see the Japanese um, one. Just, just because I'm, I'm just kind of curious to know that how, is how they tackle but it. But even
2: there. then, I'm not going to say that that even if it was different, I would not say that it delegitimizes the English one at all either.
1: No, definitely not. I'm oh, just yeah, curious. No, totally. Just, I'm
2: curious <laughs> now too. Now that you bring it up, I know that there's. uh, i might have to my sister knows japanese um i'll have her look at it because i know there is someone has the japanese voice tracks up on youtube uh, um actually mm-hmm. i think I, I have them all saved god um but i on the most part i prefer the english job um uh, mostly because i really don't like she owns japanese voice actress i think that she's incredibly ill-fitting i'm not a super big fan of her american one either but i at least find it a little more fitting it's Weird. Well, well, I at least um, but... like
0: Leah Sargent more than like all the other voice actresses that played so... Chian. Yeah,
2: <laughs> God, yeah, there was. Uh, yeah. I forgot how many f- different actors went in through. Oh God, that's another story altogether. Mm. Crispin Freeman though, rocking oh. a China, and We'll never get over that. He was. He really, There's a couple uh, of that out of the park.
3: There's a couple um, and... of scenes that I've liked watching in Japanese more than the English. Yeah. <clears> oh <throat> no, I think I... that. I think that, like, some of her emotional reactions in Japanese sound a little more believable. Oh, no,
2: that's my my thing right there, is that I think the Japanese version, I think Shion is much, like, technically speaking, better voiced, because, like, I think her, like, emotional range is better. Yeah. is more convincing, but her English actor, just at least she has her, her, like, just bass tone- and, like, general, like, demeanor and, like, aura, I guess, I don't know, sounds more fitting. Her, I find her, like, Japanese voice to be, like, a little too, like, almost, like, demure sounding, and I I would say it's just cultural, but I wouldn't, I would also say it's not, because there's such a, you know, anime tropes and, like, such a wide range of voices that go into, like, Yeah, I'm not a Japanese, (laughs) I can't speak (laughs) Japanese
3: or anything, but, like, Um, the scene where, uh, Virgil's they're like dressing her down in front of the party, you know, yeah. you know, criticizing her and stuff like that. You know, like that. Yeah, so- that sounded really believable to me. And also the scene where uh, she's getting uh, tortured by Wilhelm. The mm-hmm. scream yeah. is like, oh yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah, yeah that scream is something else. Yeah, uh, it's kind she's of she's
0: getting tortured, kind of yeah. weird, but like. It, yeah, it sounded yeah, kind of awkward like, in the English version a little bit, that see, Oh no,
2: for sure. But again, it's, again, as I said, I feel like the Japanese one's done technically better, but mm. I just, it's just the, the tone of her voice, mm. it's just like, just, it just doesn't seem like it's a voice that is fitting for Shion. It Like,
4: mm.
2: <laughs> I put it in, it's not quite as bad as this, but, uh, have you ever heard the Japanese voice for Raiden in Metal Gear? He has a really deep voice in Japanese, and it's really off-putting. Yeah, I've heard it and it's before. the same sort of thing, where it's like she opens her mouth in the Japanese version, and it doesn't sound like it should be coming out of her mouth. It just feels just really weird. It's just not a good, like, tone for her. Ah. But that's just my, my t- throwing my two cents out there. That's uh that's a lot more of an opinion than uh something I will, you know, argue tooth and nail over. <laughs>
0: that's true. Well, we can all agree that Episode 2 Shion is probably the weakest of the Shions. Or voice voice acting-wise. Episode
2: 2 voice acting was... Episode 2 voice acting Uh, was,
0: uh... I think that was was another reason why I was disappointed in Episode 2 was because of that.
2: It's a Yeah, it had like this almost uh, campy
3: feel to it. And I was just like, oh. I remember
1: Momo's voice made me cringe.
0: Yeah, Mm. though she did get a little bit better in episode 3, but it still was like...
1: Episode 3 was fine, but 2 was just...
2: just, You want to know whose performance was really good, though, across the board? Uh, Dmitry Uriev.
0: Yes. Really good. He was
2: really good. It was was, uh, Keith Sarabika. Keith Sarabika was his actor. Really (laughs) spectacular performance, and I'm always shocked every time I go back to him. I'm like, whoa. Now that's what I call 2006 voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really good, like especially for that era cuz back, you know, Back in like early mid two thousands, dubs were like so hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But that was a that was a hit right there. Like, gosh, he did an amazing job. Uh, I will never get over it. This is totally off topic. <laughs> but I'll just You're never fine. get over where he like he's like, remember your great father, and shoots the control panel and like backs out of the room while God saves playing. And I'm just like, this is the most. I am. <laughs> I need a I need a drink. <laughs> you know, it was uh, a oh, invigorating experience. <laughs> yeah okay. uh, totally off topic now. no that's fine
0: um is there okay is there anything else we'd like to discuss about Xi'an at this time
2: um i could go on forever <laughs> and you uh, probably don't want a 70 hour <laughs> podcast about me uh just blabbing about it so <laughs> in terms of the basics i think we're pretty good
0: yeah well uh david justin yeah. do you think we're we're good uh yeah uh, I think. all right we do did, we have any uh, like yeah. okay uh, like any closing I'm comments thinking
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I just want to say that I just hope, I always hope that anything I say about Shion can at least, like, change somebody's mind about her a little Mm -hmm. bit. I really want people to see her the way I see her, um, or at the very least just understand how important she is to me, and how important she is, I'm sure she is to countless others as well, because she's such a well-written, amazing character, Mm -hmm. and has helped me through so much... And, like, I just want people just to love and appreciate her more. And also examine their own behavior and see, like, that, you know, there probably is some, like, nasty misogynistic roots to hating Shion. There's, like, a good chance of that, you know? Like, examine their own behavior. Just be open and willing to, like, learning and thinking differently.
0: Yeah, I think with Shion, it's not good to, like, compare her to, like, other protagonists or base her on some scale that oh they have to start off this way go through something and like no. yeah like you can't always have the same well
2: written character yeah right you can't always way. have like
0: the same <laughs> generic like yeah. arc for a character she goes she, through her own human. thing yes yeah exactly mhm
2: for sure all right yeah
0: oh, oh. Okay, I
2: just gabbed, yeah. <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. So well, uh, well, let's. I think we can just uh, end things right here. I think this is a good stopping point. So thank you very much, uh, everyone, yeah, for showing up. Thank you. I was definitely, no definitely eager to talk about Xi'an. So I'm glad we were able to.
2: I am always <laughs> want to talk about Cheon. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh no problem. I'm sorry that you're gonna have to go through and censor every single horrid thing that comes out of my <laughs>
0: mouth. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'll uh, okay. if it reproves too much, I might just let it go, and we'll just I'll just put it like a a warning. Get the a well, warning. yeah, lots of warnings. spoiler warnings, cursing warnings. The works, it's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> a warning no, for nothing
4: Christy. Else. Existing. <laughs> no. um,
0: okay, so uh, first, um, let's kind of go around and if there's anything you'd like to plug, like a social media or a project you're working on, let's kind of mm. do that. Um, so, uh, Justin, you first, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, even though by the time this uploads, it would have already uh. passed. I will be at. Right, I know. Right? I will be at <laughs> this this weekend. Uh, this coming weekend, I will be at Comic Con Oh nice. York Comic Con. Oh, lucky! And uh, actually, the anime the anime portion of it because now they're doing the Anime Fest at Ooh. New York Comic Con. So there's like two conventions happening oh, at the same time. That sounds time. like chaos. So I'll be there this weekend, and I'll be hosting a panel on short and sweet RPGs worth oh, your time. Nice. And uh, that's a lovely little panel where I talk about cool RPGs that won't consume your pathetic little souls. <laughs> so if you think that's interesting, come check it out. Uh, I'm going to have a giveaway as well. Um, and yeah, it's just a grand old time. Um, I did it at AVGC and uh, I don't think... I had the footage for it, but I don't think I've uploaded it yet. A couple couple things kind of went wrong with that, but it, it came out okay. But uh, I don't know if it'll come up yet. I still thought to mess with the footage. So no promises that that'll be up. But um, if you're in new york new jersey um definitely check out new york comic con i'll be there <laughs> say hi to me if you happen to recognize me i oh. won't but uh yeah that's that's what's going on with me um follow me on twitter at cool. just Cool. and uh yeah you can say hi to me i don't bite. hard
0: all right um <laughs> all right christy
2: um well, uh, I guess I'll plug uh, third tower productions. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, that's me and my fiance's, um, uh, panel group that we do for, uh, cons. Uh, we do panels based on, um, academic, uh, queer theory, gender theory and uh, disability theory and, mm. uh, applying those to video games. Um, we're about to start a podcast uh, called the Ebene ditch, the Ebene ditch, which will also be linked to on that page. Uh, that's basically going to be the sort of stuff that we talk about at our panels, but, like, put into podcast form so we can go on for longer about specific topics and whatnot. Um, uh, really, We're really, really passionate about this stuff, so uh, I would definitely, like, love for people to check that out. Yeah, um, I mean, we're, it... trying to, we're trying to use that more, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, coming together slowly, bit by bit. And um, I'll also... Uh, oh, no, shit. <sighs> I'm not doing panels there. Never mind. Uh, you can also check out my art twitter uh, uh athena oracle uh yeah i'm come hit me up if you love shion let's talk about shion <laughs> and i, I can
0: uh, and i can uh attest because I, I i i went to uh one of your panels several years ago oh. the the zenosaga panel um
2: oh yeah a, a while ago, it was really
0: good i i, I really oh, enjoyed you. that
2: i've improved a lot as a panelist <laughs> since then um, but, uh, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you still enjoyed that. Um, and we do a lot more, like, specific panels now, but, uh, I talk about Xenosaga at a lot of our panels, and honestly, I would love to bring it back and, like, kind of rework it into, like, our queer theory sort of that be? framework, because there's so much to talk about there, but I don't know if that's, like, too niche for, for regular, <laughs> I, regular convention goers.
0: <laughs> I, I'd go. I know I'd go. Oh, I mean, thank
2: you. Thank we you. We just spent, like,
0: two hours talking hours. about Saga.
3: If that's not niche, I don't know
1: what oh, it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah.
1: Honestly, I would like to see more of that at conventions. Oh, well, uh, you know, because like I, I have um some some of the writers for the site that I write for um I do to speak to them about it because we have a couple of writers that are transgender and that's like one of the things we talk about. We're like, yeah, it'd be really nice if we could have more panels that specifically talk about writing transgender characters right. in fiction. There's not like a whole lot about it, mm-hmm. and when you do have panels that tackle these, it's more along the lines of like people just kind of using it as a way to just self promote. We'll like, oh, look at me i i care about them when i really yeah. don't but instead of actually like mm-hmm. analyzing works that yeah, deal with we're, those we're things we're going
2: into like we i mean i studied uh gender and sexuality and so did my um my fiance and it's also like something that we study in our free times not mm-hmm. just you know in mm-hmm. under the great university umbrella mm-hmm. and we're trying to like bring that to people uh and like you know, that's why we're calling our, our podcast the ebony ditch. It's the opposite of the Ivory Tower. We're trying to like bring that stuff down from like like high academia, like bullshit and make it like huh. accessible and interesting um and it's all stuff that means a lot to us i mean we're both queer woman um autistic i'm autistic it's all stuff that's really important to us and we really want to like talk about it and like but video games are also really important to us so we just like put the two together Mm -hmm. and honestly xenosaga is just a overflowing bountiful field for this stuff so i i might i might uh i might do this i might do this i'll definitely do we'll definitely have a podcast episode on it though
0: okay so nice all right (laughs) and uh david yeah
3: I don't really have any social media or anything like that. Uh, I just have a Twitter account, Trombone Son. Uh, I'm Trombone san on everything. Uh, uh, I have a Kitsu, but that's it. <laughs> um, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I ju- I- I'm actually pretty boring,
0: relatively. I just want to <gasps> read. Oh, uh, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. You're
2: valid. Don't worry about yeah. it.
0: And uh, well, and I'm. Uh, me I have uh, live twitter as well uh, at Cosmos chaos um, I sometimes work on Zenosaga freaks english translation on the side but not really <laughs> 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 but <laughs> <you> know, <Woo! laughs> yeah it's it, it's kind of sad because the 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 uh, the episode we're kind of stuck on is the Shion episode <laughs>
2: You're killing so me. You're killing
0: i I know me. I'm so sorry, part of You're me killing
2: every me and every other Shion. <laughs> oh my god i'm so oh <laughs> uh,
0: that should hopefully We're dead. <laughs> oh no uh, that should well oh,
2: don't don't worry about it, take your time, I'll be happy whenever it comes out God and be patient <laughs> i need
0: I need to get on it, I just yeah, but <laughs> anyway, yeah that's that's pretty much me and i write for a website that hopefully hasn't fired me after this episode. Um <laughs> but yeah, my my opinion does not represent them as a whole, so blah 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 blah.
2: Disclaimer, disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer,
0: disclaimer. <laughs> Alright. Um yeah, next episode, I don't know when it's gonna happen. This yeah, our our schedule is kind of whenever we kinda feel like it and have the time for it. So the next episode definitely is gonna be for Xenogear, since this year is the twentieth anniversary. Um we'll be talking about that, and I'm hoping Catamus we'll Lovely. be we'll be on that episode Very uh
2: good. yeah i think they would love to talk about that <laughs> yes
0: all right well um thanks again for everyone enjoying me and uh have a good night thank you
2: thanks yeah, thanks you too have a good all time. Right. Too.
0: all right yeah. yeah
1: thanks for joining